do it. Do it right now. Get out your phone, go your laptop, and unless you are driving, you do not have an excuse to uh, not vote for the Mandy Awards. You just heard Chris right there. Travis Slee Show, Emily, Taylor, Al, myself. I'd like Man of the People personally, um, but go go do it right now. No more procrastinating. Your time is running out. We've got we're now down to 14 hours or 13 hours, 13 hours uh, left in voting. So make sure that if you would like to vote for the Mandy's, yep. that you get it done today. And I would specifically ask that you vote for our show. Takes one minute. Literally takes one minute. So Ireland did go on the website. Super Crosstalk yeah. yesterday. Yeah, he voted for us, too. Thank you, John. Even if you are driving, get to your location and then vote. Yes. Once you get there, uh, break it out. And so much easier to button. do it on the last day. Like, you know, imagine two weeks ago. For like, yeah, you got two weeks left. Man, take your time. No, this is it. You just got today left. The buzzer's about to go left. off. It's yeah. the fourth quarter. Yeah, the, the... Grayson Allen doesn't <laughs> shoot the shot. <laughs> we're, look, I'm hoping we're more like that the been your fa- if That might have been the greatest sports moment in Emily's life to see Grayson Allen not shoot the ball. <laughs> And the Milwaukee Bucks are eliminated. She's had some highs and lows in the last few months. Yeah. She had the Furman low. She had the Grayson Allen high. Um, hopefully she gets a high on the uh, the Mandy's yeah. and wins an award right there. We The show needs one. I, I am taking full ownership. If any of the four of us get them, I, you guys can keep it for yourselves, but I'm, I'm calling a collective win. It is a team win if anybody gets one. What was your experience with Stretch Lab yesterday? I'll tell you my experience with Stretch Lab. So the show was over. I I made a pit stop, went to the men's room, came back in to collect my things, and was getting ready to go. And um, Matt Burke, who's the the rep on the account, uh, was with these guys. They were they were going to get set up or coming from getting set up or whatever. And all the dudes in their Stretch Lab gear, they all look like NFL linebackers. Yep. Okay, they're all big and strong and fit and looking like they were trying to set me up to tear my hamstrings in half. So I very quickly removed myself from the building because you know I don't stretch. All right, so I was scared basically. So I, I decided around eh, I don't know about two o'clock or so. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go in there. I had ran the day before and I had not run in a while, so I was feeling it. And just like one day of just running for three miles, I'm like, okay, my legs are feeling this. Okay, so. Um, I get in there. The guy tells me, you know, right out the gate, hey, how, how often do you stretch? I'm like, my brother, I do three stretches, okay? They're all just the simple stretches. If I go for a jog or I go walking. Um, you stretch t- before you walk? Uh, yeah, because I, okay. if, I, if I go stretch or if I go, let me give you an example. Monday, we went and walked for five miles. It's a good long walk. I'm going to feel that. Sure. Whether I stretch or I don't, I have, I'm going to feel that. I have a story. So, okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to forget. Susan and I went for the walk that you just described. Yeah. Okay. We walked. We walked down to the beach. Walked up and down the beach, and it was about a five mile walk by the time we we're done. I couldn't sleep that night. My legs hurt so bad. And keep in mind, I didn't run a step. Not one step did I run. Flat. Boy, you're gonna feel it. It's the beach. It's flat as a pancake. Right. It's. But you're other, gonna feel it. Other than the stairs down to the beach and the yeah. stairs back up, which is I don't know. It's ten minutes each way because it's a you know I don't know. Maybe it's five. I don't know. Al, I woke up in the middle of the night in agony because I had walked. Listen, if you said you walked half a mile and you couldn't sleep, that's a different story. You walked five miles. I walked. No, I don't care. You walked five miles. I walked. Okay. You should be able to walk all day. Yeah, but stretching is not... People stretch and they don't even exercise. They just stretch. I, I'm well aware. I've, uh, here we go again. So we'll go to Stretch Lab real quick, okay? So Stretch Lab's back there and guy tells me, uh, you know, how often do you stretch? I'm like, to be honest, not that often, but I, I need it. Yeah. So he does the whole thing of, all right, uh, you know, lay down on your back. Sounds good. And he just starts doing stuff with my legs that my legs have never done before, okay? 
cross it this way and this. And then, you know, he says, tell me on a scale of one to 10, (laughs) when do you want me to stop as he's putting some resistance there? Every time he started, I'm like, that's good. (laughs) You kind of give me a look like that's it. Like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And then even uh, there was one of the stretches. He goes, did you injure your left leg before? And I'm like, no, I've turned a couple ankles, but that's not it. I'm like, why? He's like, I don't know. It's just not balanced with the right leg. I'm like, all right, that's a good, that's a good tip right there. And he just went through all these different. I mean, listen, it felt amazing. Carlo was on the other side doing his thing. It literally felt so good by the time I was done. I'm like, if you don't, I'm gonna basically need him to come home with me, (laughs) exactly, four days a week to do some of these stretches. Everything that you just described is terrifying to me, but nothing more so than you were doing it next to someone else. <laughs> yeah, Carlo. The, the, the Carlo Carlo's was right in, next to you. In good shape, and I, Carlo's, Carlo's got his legs shape. stretched oh, behind his head. It, it has nothing to do with Carlo specifically. It just said, I am so self conscious, dissatisfied with my yeah. own body mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't want anybody to see me using that body for anything that might be humiliating. I can't have anybody. I, I was almost room. like waiting for them. There was four stretch lab people there. <laughs> two people were getting worked on. So the other two, I was almost like waiting for them to like start, Hey, this is no, this is a perfect person to learn from. Let's bring them in, like bringing in more people. I'm surprised bring they didn't invite, in. <laughs> invite everybody in. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, Place was awesome. Tell you that. I I'm, felt amazing. I'm glad that you had a nice felt time. amazing. I'm glad that you feel good, yeah. and I'm glad that you will continue to do it. And you can once a month they're here. Me about it. I know it's nice for you. I don't think you're gonna do it. No. Oh no, no, dude, you're yeah. you're I know you're giving me way too. You know how you were telling me sell you on the nuggets and the heat. Yeah. And I almost like as I was selling, I'm like, yeah, I I, I can't sell other people. I'm gonna watch this. It. I could tell gonna you, like it. it's gonna add 15 years to your life, and you'd be like, no, I'm not interested. How old am I getting to anyway? Like, if I'm getting to 80, I think I'm good. You don't need 15. More, I don't need 95. Now, if you're telling me you're gonna get to 60, I'm gonna need those last 15. <laughs> I'm gonna need that in my uh, my. Did you my see? Uh, did you see the? I saw the trailer yesterday. I haven't watched it yet. American Gladiators. 30 for 30. Part one. How many parts are there? I believe it's a two-parter. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. You haven't watched it either. I haven't. I'm very anxious to see it. Why am I so interested in this? And kind of listening, there's a trailer on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, for the most part, basically the entire thing was how effed up these guys were getting these yeah. guys and girls how injured they were getting the gladiators themselves the gladiators themselves and we were just like not paying any attention so i i watched that show as a kid when that show came out i was 12 or 13 years old and it was must see tv for me and my friends because it was it was real like i'm not judging you if you like wrestling i personally find it completely uninteresting but wrestling while they do these incredible athletic flips and all these things they're not actually beating each other up it's choreographed and they're doing all this american gladiators they were beating each other up Mm. there were unbelievable injuries in this show you had these incredible athletic competitions between some people that were highly athletic and then some guys that were just kind of bodybuilder huge and it was riveting and the games they would play, they would have they, they're hanging from scaffoldings. They're trying to climb these these pyramids. They're jousting with each other on these pillars. They're shooting racquetballs at each other out of a racquetball cannon. Right. It just everything about it was. I can't believe what I'm seeing. 
and you desperately wanted to be a contestant on it, but you knew you'd get bleeped up if you went out there because Nitro or Blaster or any of these guys that were just these giant dudes were waiting to demolish you with the finish line of this stuff. You had to see it. So everything and the best way to describe it, New York Post has an article on Rolling Stone, and everything is the dark side of what it was. Sure. And I, I it, and listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I'm blind here, but you're not paying attention when that stuff's going on. You, we watch, Especially when you're a kid. Especially when you're a kid. But we're, we could be watching sports and some guy could, you know, be doing this with his shoulder and we're just like, get back in there. Yeah. We have no idea what's happening, but this this looked really good. We should next week watch it and, and talk a little Buddy bit about it. Buddy of mine was the executive producer of that show, worked on it for a very long time, bought himself a very nice house in Westwood based on that show. <laughs> I'm just saying that wow. it, it worked. It worked really well. And he was, oh, it was so the, popular uh, at one point. We should see if we can track him down, put him on, talk a little bit about that. Um, let's talk a little bit about Clayton Kershaw right now. We're talking about the Dodgers' best record in the National League despite – a roster that, at least at the beginning of the season, was not nearly what they'd had in previous yeah, you, years. You thought they had some real holes. They, they, Corey Seager is gone. Trey Turner is gone. Trevor Bauer is gone. Uh, Max, Max Scherzer, Scherzer is gone. Is gone. Mm-hmm. They, and, and Gavin Lux gets hurt. Walker Bueller gets hurt. You have uh, Jock Peterson is gone. Kike is gone. Yep. I'm just kind of going off the top yeah, of my yeah. head here. Uh, Justin Turner is gone. Like all of these guys that were not just part of the team, but really important parts of the team, either gone or hurt. Coming into this year, you still have Mookie, you still have Freddie, you still have some guys, so you're in a decent shape, but you don't quite know. They make the J.D. Martinez move. It's a home run. Freddie, they pay him a lot of money. He's been great. Mookie, they pay him a lot of money. He's been great. Vargas looks good. Outman looks good. Miller looks good. Like all these Muncie's rounds back into form. All of these things that needed to break right kind of did. And I think this is why what you said a minute ago about Clayton Kershaw is so interesting to me. You said – I was very upset that Justin Turner left. I'm a Justin Turner fan. I thought that he was important to the culture of the organization. And they said, J.D. Martinez is better and cheaper, and we're not giving you two years. And if you don't like it, good luck to wherever it is you wind up. Well, he's on the Red Sox now. J.D. Martinez is hot as can be. He's playing great. And it's just a really good example of them putting their emotions aside and saying he's better and he's cheaper, and we're going to do it like that takes a lot of balls to do it like that to say a, po- a player as popular as justin turner to say thank you but we're not doing a bad deal what you just said what if clayton kershaw wants that two-year deal which by the way the way he's pitching would not be an unreasonable request right and he could absolutely positively get that somewhere else if mm-hmm. that's what he wanted to do it's fascinating out because I'm going to go with whatever they decide to do, I think, is the right decision. If they decide, you know what, we're going to do it, then it means that they think he's going to pitch well for two more years. If they say, that's a bad deal for us, as hard as it would be to go see Clayton Kershaw pitch for the Texas Rangers, sure. we're going to live with it because we're not going to make a bad deal, which allow us to make another, whether it's a Shohei deal, a Mookie deal. And it would be gut-wrenching to see that guy pitch for another team, but the Dodgers make good decisions, and they've earned my trust completely if that's how they wanted to play it i i wouldn't like it but i could live with it i wonder if that's why he's taken these you know this one year deal i wonder how much of it is also kind of reading the room and knowing um i don't you're spot on i don't think i'm going to get a multi-year deal here but i also want to be a dodger and i also want to compete for a world series and if i have to if all i have to do is just let's use this as an example he'll have pitched well enough this year 
to earn another one-year deal. No question. So for him to say, well, if I just got to put it on my shoulders and I just have to perform, I'm going to get that second year anyways. Just structurally, I'm going to get it differently. It's not a guaranteed two-year deal. It's not $35 million two years. It's I'm going to get my 17 on my one-year deal. I think that's his number. I'm going to get my 17 this one year. And now it's in my hands to just go make sure I get another year. I think you're spot on. I really do because he's – Clay Kershaw's smart. But would they say – would they would – they, Coming into this year, would do. Are the numbers bad enough to where you're going? Two years, thirty-five million doesn't seem like a big deal. It's not, but that's but that but what you just said is exactly what they don't do. That what you just described but for is, Clayton Kershaw. I, so th- there's the there's the off ramp, right? Yeah. The, the off ramp is he's the only one we will make an exception for. Yeah. That, that's the off ramp that they could potentially take. But what you just described, what I was advocating that they do with Justin Turner, is exactly what they don't do. Oh, Tyler Henderson, three years. Yeah, okay. Good luck. Good luck mm. in Anaheim. Good, we, we, sincerely. Good luck to you. We're not, we're never going to do that for you. Corey Seager's getting well. Look, we'd love to keep it. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Straight, no, no, we're not doing that. And that's exactly. They never do that. What's one more year at seventeen more? We're never even miss it. You know, that's the Padres Sinclair TV money. We're not even going to miss it. They don't do that, and that's why they're good every year. Because they make really tough decisions, regardless of who it is. I think the great equalizer, though, Slee, is what you described, which is maybe for Kershaw, you say, just give it to him. We, we don't want the PR hit of Clayton Kershaw saying, yeah, they didn't want me around here anymore. But I think you're right. I think this, no, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll pitch for but it. You know, it's funny. It. You know, it's funny. In every one of these circumstances so far, if you're a fan, and you've let them just operate. You know how many tweets I was seeing yesterday? Look at J.D. Martinez. Oh, my gosh, look at this. You know how much praise was going to J.D. Martinez? But just think about when they first, when Justin Turner's gone, there's a little bit of backlash, there's a little bit of this, and then here you are sitting today, and it's like, yeah, here's another puzzle piece that's just fitting in. And Tyler Anderson also got his head caved in by the White Sox last night. Just, Just saying. They don't make a ton of bad decisions. LeBron, a year off. I think that one's gaining a little hmm. bit of traction. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. And for all the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as all access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Get out there and vote right now 
on your phone, on your laptop, as long as you're not driving, go vote. And like Emily said, once you get to your destination, put it in park and then vote. Takes one minute. Travis and Sliwa down the line, right? Don't split your ballot. Just Trav and Sliwa right down down the line. Sound good to you, Slee? We're Republicans, we're Democrats, and we're independent. We're, we're everything. We're just, we're, we are whatever you want us to be. That's what we're going to be uh, in any we are time. in favor of the debt ceiling and against it. We are, <laughs> we are everything. That sounds, look, I don't know anything. I just, I just explained to you my last college final was about like international uh, economics and, and funding b- yeah. between nationalities and governments. Mm-hmm. I don't understand all of it. But that sounds bad if that doesn't get done. I don't know anything. But there are when- a lot of conversations I just come into, and I just say debt ceiling. And I, yeah. I, my hope is is that they're going to be like, wow, this guy's really on top of his game. If even half of that stuff comes true, that sounds bad. I just, just I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to buy Barry. Your thoughts on the debt ceiling? ceiling. Eight seven seven. There's some stuff that's so scary. I just choose to ignore it. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Like, yeah, I don't even know what that means. I just yeah, like AI. I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm side done. to be on. I'm just. I used here. to watch all the videos. I'm like, I'm done now. I was listening to an AI podcast the other day, and they're saying they're not quite ready to take over yet. That what they need to do to take over, they can't do yet. But we're close. Okay, you said this before. <laughs> you said this. You said, well, wouldn't we just? Why don't we just unplug, unplug it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just hypothetically speaking, what if they're you know, actual robots, uh-huh. right? That are actual, you know, walking around and one is solar powered and there is no way of unplugging well, it. wouldn't it. work well at night. We'd have to get them in the yeah. night, take yeah. them apart. But at the same time, everyone that you unplugged, he just plugs back in. <laughs> yeah, look, there are problems with my theory. Why does it seem like that is, that just sounds so simple, but I just see the robot, everyone turns off the lights in the warehouse and then he just plugs it back in. You're describing why I turn the channel on all this. That, I, I, that sounds bad. Uh, next channel, back to cartoons. Where's the Simpsons? <laughs> Where's Family Guy? I'm going to turn that back on. All right. Um, I still have yet to run into anybody whether it's somebody at our station or on television or online or anything else that honestly believes that LeBron is done playing NBA basketball, right? That he's just, I've had enough. My body's not up for it anymore. My mind's not up for it. My heart's not in it. I'm, I'm walking away from it. Haven't run into that or seen that from anybody that I trust to kind of have insight into that. The one, and, and no one's saying that this is the most likely scenario, but the one that I'm saying there is a possibility that what he would decide to do is just take a year off, kind of take a sabbatical. Um, the Jay-Z quote, M, that you put in the, the prep? I'm yes. supposed to be number one on everybody's list. Um, what more can I say? Just kind of goes on basically saying kind of done everything. I, and nothing... this is from referencing lyrics in the song where Jay-Z announced he was retiring yep. only to ret- return a few years later. Okay. So, you know, this goes back to the Tom Wamsgans triple play. Like, you know, kind of the Easter eggs in there if you can find them beforehand. The idea of him taking a minute, mm-hmm. a season, get his body as right. Because, again, he was hurt. That foot thing was real, okay? He's in his 20th year. Maybe just I'm going to collect my breath for a season to make one more push at this with my son or with the Lakers or whatever it might be. Just come back and and play a year with my kid. That's one that does seem to be getting at least a 1% possibility, some attention. Like, hey, I don't think he's done, but he might be done for now. So let let me throw this at you. I I think then that what what that would say is he's done done, as in the – chances of competing again 
for an NBA championship, you could just kind of wipe that out the window, which I think there's going to come a, a time where he decides maybe it's playing with Bronny and it's not about how many wins. This is it. It's my final hurrah. Let me give everybody a wave at every arena that I go to. I, I don't know. Do the tour. But, I mean, he's still putting up numbers that would tell you that, no, I don't think that. That's, yeah, I'm, that, I'm with that, you. That's the part that's difficult. The reason why I don't think he would take a year off is if he told the Los Angeles Lakers today, told the front office, guys, body's banged up. I got to go through some type of procedure in the offseason. I got to get my body right. And they say, okay, how's October sound? Nah, just, uh, I'm, I'm cool. How's November sound? How's December sound? Come back January 1st if you want. I still think he's going to get as much time off as he needs. Does he want to, if the Lakers were the, um, if they were the Wizards, and you just knew you had nothing, that you did not have a chance to compete, and he was still under a contract with a team knowing that there's nothing to compete for, I think your, your scenario might be more likely. The problem is Lakers are coming off a Western Conference Finals. They got close to... However you want to describe it. They got to the Western Conference Finals. The path, the route, what if this happened, what if that happened? They still got to the Western Conference Finals. They looked really good against the Warriors. They looked good against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I think the fact that there's still a chance that even if you didn't make any moves in the offseason, you just brought everybody back. You're not going to be forced to have this uphill battle from the start of the season. Somewhere in the top four in the Western Conference. I think that's a good way to put it, top yeah. four. You'll probably have some flexibility towards the end of the year to ramp up and to get ready for the playoffs. I think because of how good the team is potentially without even doing anything, I, I think he can take all the time off that he wants and still come back to try to make a run. Yeah, I, I, and His numbers are still too th- good. Th- that, that's, that's the fly in the ointment, right? The, the whole thing breaks down when you just look at the way he plays. He's still too good of a player. This isn't a Kareem at the end of the line. This isn't even a Kobe at the end of the line where they still have moments where they can do unbelievable things, but they're just not what they used to. LeBron is not what he was five years ago. He's still an all-NBA player. He, he, he still was a guy that went for, what, he 40 in the final game of the season? 40, 41. 10, and 9. I mean, that's what I mean. It's, it's not like he's just kind I played of 48 minutes. Played the whole game. Took his team to the Western Conference Finals. Lost to a team that's a heavy favorite going into the NBA Finals. There's there's no shame. It's not like you looked at him and go, that dude's washed. Is he what he was? No. Is he one of the 15 best players in the league? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely he is. So I don't see why. And look, LeBron is competitive. LeBron has probably a better sense of his place in history than any athlete I've ever seen. Right, just knowing where he fits into the grand scheme of not just basketball goats, but sports. Like he gets his legacy and what he's putting out there. He's not going to want to throw up a, a a dead dog of a season that's just like, I mean, LeBron averaged eleven a night. Really? That that was. Ugh. He's not going to do that. He knows he can still do it at a high level, and I, I like the idea. He's still you're competing, saying. and and he's on a team that's still good competing. enough to at least. Hey, Make some noise. We're, we're here. Yeah. This isn't last year going in. Look, they're going to stink. Mm-hmm. But barring something really weird happening, which ended up happening, they're not going to be a competitive team. This is a team that, barring something really weird happening, this is going to be a team that's in the mix. Mm-hmm. You don't walk away from that. So, also, this season kind of has proved, though, that if your team can stay afloat, 
into the, tw- the f- January, February mark. Because that's where the Lakers were. They were like in 13th place pretty much the entire season until this point. They owned the 13th they, place real estate. And then if you can lock. catch fire at the end and charge at the end, you can make it to the Western Conference Finals in a, uh, a conference like this. So maybe it's something where, again, like you said, LeBron waits until January. He says... I'm going to wait till I'm perfectly healthy and I'm going to surge because this year proved that you could do it. If you could stay well, and, and I think, you know, in an ideal world, remember, they were moving up the standings and Braun wasn't even there. Yeah. Braun had to miss four weeks. And I'm not, they're not better off without LeBron. My point is, is that the team was actually a team that can win games. And That's they, the word. Darvin Ham obviously would have another year under his belt. That's the word. They don't want to be in 13th place. No. Can you be in sixth? With well, a couple months left to go I, I, and within I, a couple games? I like the word team. The, the word team is the one that matters. Look, look at who's in the finals. The Denver Nuggets have a team, and, and a team that's been together for a long time, a team that the pieces fit really well together. The team in Miami, maybe not is the but there's a culture. There's oh, yeah. a very specific way that Miami goes about They have winning. a philosophy. They have a philosophy, and mm-hmm. they have a through line. And, and the through line is Pat Riley to Spolstra to Jimmy Butler, and they're all aligned in kind of the way that they go about things. There's a team. The Warriors, for the last 10 years, have had a very def- clearly defined sure. way that they go about it. The teams that kind of don't, that we think are pretty good, the Suns, the Clippers, the Dallas Mavericks, mm. like they have good players, but there isn't an identity. There isn't a team. You're constantly moving pieces in and out. And the Lakers finally stopped doing that last year and just said, let's find some pieces that fit. And running it back like you're talking about is is actually really interesting. you got to get a little better. Yeah. Every, it's never exactly the same. But if you keep the nuts and bolts of it together, that's probably their best move. I'm throwing out just an idea because Stretch Lab won't be here for another month or so. If we cleared off some stuff here, we can easily stretch you during the show. Carlo could go right here. You could go right there. No, we could stretch you during the show. You guys could, and you could use other. one of the mics. The mic can stretch, there, and the whole time you're being stretched, you're you're still talking. We're still doing the show. Uh, two two birds with one stone. I like you, and I trust you, and I believe that you have good. But ideas. I will fight you if you mention stretching I, I, again. I'm not stretching. Like this is. If my wife of 26 years has not can't get me it, into yeah, it, probably not. Your do odds it. are pretty low. She has far more things that I'm interested in. <laughs> That's just Stretch just Lab and right. Trav. <laughs> Look, it would be the ultimate endorsement. Stretch Lab and Trav. It would be the if they if I, guys, I'm telling you, I'm here to change your life. Now, now I'm thinking. <laughs> now, now, hold on. Let's talk about this. Back financial to involved. <laughs> Coming up next, it's Trav and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, Sarah Subaru of Monrovia. Right after the show today, I will be heading to the dealership. Why am I heading to the dealership? Uh, They're going to hook me up with the 2023 Ascent. This is their SUV, Subaru Ascent. Beautiful, beautiful car. Uh, Seats up to eight passengers. I am taking the Subaru Ascent out to Joshua Tree. I'm going to be out in Joshua Tree for a couple of days. Um, Man, I I can't compliment and talk about the brand even more. Um, Had the Outback, uh, took it up to Lake Arrowhead. This was a couple of months ago or so, the 2023 Outback. Now I'm going to try out the Ascent. Um, Sierra Subaru of Monrovia has everything you're looking for, and they really, really take care of their people. They're taking care of me. We greatly, greatly appreciate the support for that dealership that has supported this show. On top of everything that they do, on top of the the brands that they have there, um, they're a big part of the local community. Uh, today, Sierra Subaru of Monrovia, just to give you a good example here, they have plenty of other community outreach events coming up in June. 
but they are helping to provide support to local education by sponsoring two exceptional students from Monrovia High School and providing a $1,000 academic scholarship for each student to enable their scholastic success and further their career goals. See for yourself. Go to sierrasubaru.com or visit them at 735 East Central Avenue in Monrovia, just off the 210 freeway. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Oh, that's cap. It's so cap, Dad. <laughs> Everything I've said is a My cap. Bad. But I'm gonna go back. <laughs> First of all, it's not a cap. It's no, just it is a cap. cap. Welcome to Factor Cap. We got the uh, Asley confused earlier for Factor Cap, so we just had to keep continuity throughout the show. But um, this was just announced. Uh, if anybody wants to watch uh, UVA football get destroyed, uh, they're opening up against Tennessee on September 2nd. Oof. So on ABC, guys. On hey, a little ABC. national TV run. Yeah, it'll be like 42 to 7. It'll be, it'll be <laughs> really fun, uh, and you'll see me sweat. All right, so um, I watched the movie, the new Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie, You Hurt My Feelings, came out um, last weekend. And the basic premise of the movie, it's a very good movie, would recommend it. Um, and this isn't a spoiler, it's just the premise of the movie. But um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a writer who is writing a book of fiction, and uh, her husband says, oh, yeah, I love it. But then she hears overhears him saying, I actually don't really get it. I don't really like it that much. So they have a debate whether or not you want your partner to be truly honest with you or if you want them to blindly support you it, um, and which is better for you in the long run of, of a relationship. So you would rather your partner be totally honest with you than tell you what you want to hear. Travis, Fetter Cap. Cap, I think when it comes to your partner, you need to have support first and then just brutal honesty second, right? You you need somebody in your life that will tell you the truth, even when it's something that's not great. Best friend, buddy, dad, brother, sister, whatever it is, you need somebody to say, yeah, that's not great, even, even if they, they love you. But when it comes to your partner, you would want them to support you first. Not that they can't tell you some uncomfortable things, but the first thing out of me is, yeah, man, I, I, I love it. I think it's great. I think you're doing a good job as opposed to, yeah, this... Your best work is ahead of you. I don't think you want that from the person that you love most in the world. I think this is fact for me. I think I'd rather have the... Now, it's also how you say it, right? If you're going to be honest about something, I think there's a way to still support them and be honest about it. Um, or it could just be a complete awful crash and it you know falls flat on you fall flat on your face the beginning of the end right it could be the beginning <laughs> of the end but damn I think there are times where you're trying to massage something and it just doesn't feel good 
that's the only part that I would just rather be honest. And if I could be honest and then figure it out from there, put the pieces back together, and then she breaks up with me. And also the whole thing, too, is like, how can you love me if you don't like my work? When my work is so much connected to me, how can you hate my work and love me at the same time? So it is kind of an interesting thing to think about. Which one would you want? I kind of would prefer someone to be supportive first. And then if I'm like, but really, please, please tell me what you think, then it leaves the opportunity to be like, but you can work on this. You got to crack that door a second or third time, right? Like, I know you like it. Is there anything that you want could be a little bit better? Right. You got to really. No, it's perfect. (laughs) Or also, like, if I was in her position, I have an agent that 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 I I pay to tell me that truth. You need somebody to tell you the truth. Exactly. Brian, what do you think? I think fact. I think you got to be truthful first, honestly. And then, mm-hmm. then you could get the support, but... Let me tell you about you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you were truthful, I'll take it. All right, so on this day in 2018, J.R. Smith's uh, clock mismanagement gaffe at the end of the regulation and the um, cost of Cleveland Cavaliers an opportunity to steal game one of the NBA Finals against Golden State. Golden State went on to sweep the Cavaliers. Could have changed the series, honestly, with that one play. Sure. So, uh, obviously, it, it bore the meme, the... LeBron looking yep. to his side, hands out meme. But there are also some other great NBA memes out there. There's the Michael Jordan crying meme. There's the Westbrook just like, huh, meme. There's lots of great memes out there. But LeBron and J.R. Smith meme is the best NBA meme. Al, Dr. Cap. When that happened, for a good month, Twitter and Instagram had so many good. The way they use that meme for so many different scenarios was so good. So when I think of the memes, that's one that that's one of the first ones that I think of. I think Nick Young has one as well, like a huh, one of those kind of that you're talking about. There's there are some that come to mind. That one to me is the one that I recognize the most. So yeah, fact, that's the best one to me. Trev? You you listed the only two that I know off the top of my head, right? It's the it's the LeBron like what in the hell are you doing yep. moment, and then it's the crying Jordan, which had especially during the pandemic, it started to just show up all over the place. That's the one to me that's just at the top of the list. So I'm gonna say it's it's Cap. I'm gonna go with with crying Jordan because even Jordan has leaned into the crying Jordanness of it all, right? That yeah. When he was giving the uh, the eulogy at, at Kobe service, and he kind of referenced it. That's right. Yeah. It's just the the magnitude of it all that he was self-aware to know that he's being memed as its memingness is happening all over again. I'll go Jordan. And as someone who was younger, I obviously did not see Jordan play live. I know Jordan a lot through memes. So there's the crying meme. There's the the ceiling is the roof that when he was talking at UNC. And there's also obviously everything from the last dance. The I took that personally. The him with the um, headphones on in the back of the bus. And then also there's the the guy he was playing was it cards with yeah. the guy that was like his oh, hands yeah. out oh, like that. Oh, they were throwing dice. That, or pitching pennies or whatever it was. That's yeah. an, a Jordan adjacent meme. But, Rodman uh, with the. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one where he says, and I took that personally, is another great one because nothing totally. kind of encapsulates MJ oh, yeah. as the, he took everything, everything personally. personally. You did his coffee wrong. Personal. <laughs> Personal attack on my humanity. Brian, what do you think? I say Cap. Not the uh, Nick one that Slee mentioned, but the one where he shoots the shot, turns around, Thinks so confidently throws his oh. hands up, <laughs> yep. and bricks off. Yep. You put that in front of anything that that's people a good are so one. confident. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Terrific, terrific. I've been using this one more often lately. It's like someone, it's like a YouTube, like a, a screenshot of a YouTube clip, and the, and the caption says, Chris Paul hits clutch three to cut the lead to 33. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anything that makes I, Chris I Paul look silly, I like that. I'm here for that one. So I, I came across this interesting TikTok the other day where this girl was kind of just like talking at the camera. It's about this like kind of psychological study that people have started to do. So right now, I want everybody in this room to think about a memory. It's nothing that has to be significant, but it's something that you did yesterday, whether it be eating a meal, walking into work, sitting down at your desk. Okay, so you have it in your mind. All right, so do you see that memory through your own eyes as you did at the time, or do you see yourself in it as if you were watching a character in the movie? Okay, so there's a, a difference between seeing it in third person and yeah. seeing it in first person. So you never see your memories in third person. Brian, Patrick Cap. I say Cap. Just thinking about it right now, I kind of was thinking out of body more or less, mm. like looking at myself. Yeah, I got some Pizza Hut last night, just <laughs> looking at myself. What'd you get? Well, pepperoni pizza, <laughs> classic. You know, can't go wrong. Okay, so I love you, how so he sees himself person. opening right, 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 the box. <laughs> you know, the steam. Yeah. Yes, you're a character in a Straight movie. Out of the movie. Ah. Trav, I'm with Brian. I, it, as you were describing it, I visualized myself yesterday in the kitchen, yeah. cooking dinner. I didn't see the knife going up and down, cutting the onion. I saw myself cutting the onion. So right, right. I only think of myself in the third person when it comes to those memories. Um. Fact: I never see myself in third person. I see myself in per first person. So yesterday I was going for a jog, and when you said picture it, envision it, I was, I wasn't on the outside. I was my own vision. I was going, and there's a coyote just roaming around. Good sized coyote too. You know they're never alone, right? They're never alone. But I, <laughs> so anyway, so I, I saw myself first person. This is a good example. You're supposed to in the world of meditation, right? In meditation. You're supposed to take yourself out of your body, right? And you're supposed to be third person. You're supposed to <clears throat> visualize yourself in meditation. This, that, like you're supposed to be sitting next to you, right? Looking at you. Okay. And uh, yeah, I didn't do that. I, have a I was first person. About your run yesterday mm -hmm. with the coyote. At any point, did you start thinking, should I be worried? Because I have I have a very specific story about this. Did you think because coyotes are never alone? Yeah, they they, they hunt in teams. Mm -hmm. They're really super smart. They wear jerseys. There's actually, <laughs> but they're really highly intelligent animals. Did you ever think you know maybe no. this guy's kind of setting me up for something? No, and I'll tell you why. When I used to live in Silver Lake, every time I'd go for a jog or a walk, there were always coyotes. There's, There's a lot of cougars in Silver Lake. Probably two or three, and I'd always see two or three. They never did. The only the only thing I don't like about coyotes is the one that's like, yeah, I'm not moving. It's like, no, you're supposed to move. You just saw a human. This one saw and kind of took off and then went to a neighborhood and, or I'm sorry, uh, inside of a yard. The fact that he was moving and wanted to get away, no, there's no fear. There's been times where you're like in the middle of the street and there's two and they're not moving. What do you do there? And, yeah. There, there comes a time where the animals, I'm like, they're, they're, they're singling me out. I have a, a, an eagle or a hawk story that I need to share with you because maybe I was hallucinating and maybe it was nothing, but I'm pretty sure I avoided um, death by hawk at one point in my life. We'll do that. And also what's interesting about this first versus third person thing is that it, for a long time, psychologists believe that it was just kind of like a random quirk in our memory because I always see things in first person as well when I'm envisioning my memories, but now they're kind of opening up more research into being like maybe that's 
how you view yourself, whether you're a more insular or like selfish person that you see yourself first and then you see other people second. So it's a weird way. So maybe uh, there's an Atlantic article about it. So it's interesting. If anyone's interested in this, go check that out. So are you and Slee the selfish ones or are Brian and I the selfish ones? We, me and Slee are the more like self-centered ones. It makes sense. I'd rather be third person. (laughs) Damn it, Al. What's the matter with yourself you? out of your own head? Yeah, you stop being so self. I, that's what I hear about you a lot. That Sliwa, very selfish guy. Bastard. Very, very selfish guy along the way. All right. Dodgers have a chance to sweep their series today. And um, they have one third of their season in the books. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about who's been the best and who's been the biggest disappointment. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right. You're a huge TikToker, right? I can't remember the last time I wasn't on TikTok. Right, Brian, don't laugh. Um, it's disrespectful. Um, so, sports books online, they just basically aggregated. All right, who's the most popular NBA teams on TikTok? Okay. Right? And TikTok is a very, I think it's much more, TikTok's more worldwide, right? TikTok's not just, it's not as popular. It is incredibly popular in North America, and it's not, but it's not a North American company. Okay, so here's why I'm asking the question: Who do you think was number one number of followers on TikTok? Who do you think was? Person and this is or team, team, team. This is this is. I I have never used TikTok. I never use it. I'm you know we talk Instagram, Twitter. That's probably what we use primarily the most. Number one, that's <laughs> it. It's the most random. There's some random teams that are in the mix here. A couple of them will not be random, and a couple of them will not make any sense to you. The number one, uh, number most amount of followers on TikTok in the NBA team. Okay, was. just before I answer, yeah. is it one of the random ones or is it an obvious one? Obvious one. Lakers. No. No. Mm-mm. Knicks. Celtics. No. no. It's okay. You're, you're, the, Warriors. I think. Yeah, I think there's okay. five that would be obvious. Yeah. Okay. Warriors are number one. Okay. Okay. All right. Put that one to the side. If I gave you 10 guesses, I don't think you'd guess the number two. Rockets. No. Grizzlies. No. Bulls. No. Hornets. Nope. Magic. Nope. Kings. Nope. Portland. Nope. Rockets. <laughs> I, we said Rockets already. Oh, okay. Um, Memphis. <laughs> I think somebody already said I Memphis. I said Grizz, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, Knicks. No. The Bucks. Nope. Atlanta. <laughs> Magic. No. No, and I think if I gave you 10 more, you wouldn't guess it. The number two team, as far as followers on TikTok, the Utah Jazz. What? How? Oh, I do think that they had like a weird, like they have a kind of a good account. That it's kind of like a funny account. It's kind of like how the Bills um, and the Chargers have really good social media accounts. Mm. I think the Jazz have like a funny. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they had. Okay, so number three um, Rockets. The Bulls. I think you've said Rockets personally four times. <laughs> well, I have a reason. The San Diego Rockets. Because yep. TikTok is a Chinese company, yes? Yeah. Yes. And I was thinking, sure, the Yao, following. Yeah. And that, that's why I'm just going to keep screaming Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> Rockets. Uh, I'm looking at this list. I'm like, all right, yeah, the Warriors. Bulls are number three. Lakers are number four. Okay. Mavs, number five. Maybe just Luka, the sure. international. Six is the Bucks. Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You already guessed the least followed. Which one? You don't have to Orlando. think too hard on this one. Kings. They're, no, no, definitely Rockets. not the Kings. <laughs> Pistons. Pistons oh. would be the least followed. Utah Jazz, number two. 
the it's hell? Kind of, I think Emily's onto it, right? They, they, they probably do something creative and unique and different than everyone else, and it yeah. went viral. And also, like, the thing with TikTok is, like, it's not necessarily that you, like, I honestly don't even follow everybody, like, I really like on TikTok. It's just, like, I might interact more with mm. the video, I might share more with the video, or actually watch it through. So, like, the jazz might be followed because, like, oh, this, they always do funny stuff, but, like, my FYP might be full of... LeBron. You're, I'm sorry, you're what? It's called an FYP, which FYP? is like a For You page, okay. which is the page, it's like your uh, Twitter uh, home screen. Okay. Yeah, you should is know that. that. It is. Don't you know that, bro. Do it's your feet. She just blew by it like it's like social security number. I'm like, wait, wait, well, hold on. Back okay, up, that's back funny up. you said because when she originally said it, I was so scared of not knowing what it was. I'm like, just let it go. Oh, there's no such thing as a stupid question, Al, even though I've asked FYP. all the time. For you, Paige. What are you, stupid? Sacramento 28, <laughs> uh, Toronto 29. Your Denver Nuggets 20. Yeah, I'm sure the NBA's thrilled for yeah, what they're Yeah, Jazz about have a funny have funny TikTok. They have 3.8 million followers. And that's a lot? Uh, that's a lot for a team. What like, like Most a- people follow has like hundreds of millions of people. Like I, I have oh, okay. like, there's a... It's like a mommy TikToker that has like two million followers that they post like mommy and me videos with like her kid and stuff. So it did, it's all relative on TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just going to say. I don't jazz, know either. The jazz and the rockets are my, my <laughs> answer. A lot of credit goes to them. All right. So go back. Put your speaking of going back in your memories. Go back in your memories to peak pandemic. Everything's closed. Okay. Right. There's there's. No, nowhere to go. Restaurants are closed. All the the, the things that we have, movie theaters, ev- everything that we like to do is shuttered. Okay. So I started. Remember, I think I think I told you I wanted to see if I could walk a hundred miles in a month, right? Which turns out it's a it's three miles every day. If you miss a day, you got to make it. So yeah. if you miss a day or two, you got to really kind of start to bang them You're out screwed. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I made a little bet with myself to see if I could get to a hundred in a day, and I was pretty good about it. And so. I would do my three a day, and I'd miss a day. So, okay, i got to do six on a Saturday, miss a couple of days, and i got to do six and back-to-back days. So you start to push these walks out a little further and go to places where you typically don't go. I was on this walk one day, and it, it's I don't want to say it's a rural area because it's in the middle of a very densely populated part of Orange County, but mm-hmm. it's an undeveloped area where it's brush and it's weeds and it's hills, and it's just – but there's a trail. But there's not a lot of other people on it. It's mostly for mountain bikes, and I'm just kind of walking along. And this very large, what I'm going to guess was a hawk, I see at, at, a, at an altitude that is far too low for me not to notice it. And, it, you know, usually when you see those things, they're 50, 60, 100 feet in the air. This thing was like 25 feet in the air. It okay. was low, okay, to the point where I felt like it was kind of keeping an eye on me. And so I stopped to see if it'll fly away. It does not. It just keeps flying directly over my head. So I start walking again, and it starts moving with me, keeping me kind of in the center of its little circle. Yeah. I pick up the pace a little more because I'm like, this is kind of weird. Yep. And I start to not quite run, but I'm moving at a pace where if this thing were just hovering, I'm out of its little range. So now it knows you are. It's uh, it's a predator, and you are prey. <laughs> That's And it's getting a little low, and I'm thinking – Am I getting near this thing's eggs? Like, what does it does it think I'm up to something? Like, why is this hawk? It might think it could grab me? you and see so, if it could take now, off for a little bit. It was so low that you could see the talons, you could see the curved, you know, beak that yep. they use to eviscerate their prey. And I'm thinking, am I going to have to fight a hawk? 
Like, is is this, is this something that I'm going to have to do? Because yeah. it was, and, and that's why I asked about the coyote. You start having this situation, like, how am I going to fight this hawk off if it decides it wants to try to land on my head and scratch my eyes out? How am I going to do that? And finally- Did you put music on your phone to kind of hype you up a little bit? No, I'm being serious. Like, how, how, I didn't know what to do. I'm just sitting there going, I'm going to get attacked by a bird. It's kind of what, I'm looking around for rocks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to get this thing away from me. Yep. Finally, it kind of dis disappeared but i had a real like i'm gonna have to fight a wild animal moment it was very unsettling it's kind of it's a very it's a survival story like i look look at this as this is one of those stories where you could get 10 people at like a dinner table and they're all just sitting there the day travis survived the hawk incident it it was big al it it could have i think i would have won the fight but i would have gotten torn up in the process any animal that you feel like turns at you for half a second i'm I'm with you. Like what you just said, it doesn't even have to be a hawk who, by the way, is above you and you're thinking, yeah, good wingspan, <laughs> covers the floor well. Has talons. Has talons. It could be anything. I mean, just imagine, like anything. It could be a when a cat hisses at you, I'm like, it's <laughs> no, over. I can, I'm done. I'm not saying that I would, but you could kick a cat and it'll leave you alone. It's it could also on. claw your eyes out. It might scratch your shoe. But if I'm standing up, a cat's not doing any damage to me. It's getting up. A hawk could mess me up. A coyote could mess me up. I don't need that. Hawk just circling me like I'm some rabbit or squirrel in the bush. No, I think I think there are so many coyote stories out here in SoCal. I mean, you said cougar so yeah. so loosely as if it's just at the local there. Trader Joe's. Mountain lion, I guess you call them here. But yeah. also, have you guys heard of that story of the, the staircase? It was a documentary. Uh, it was on Netflix for a while, but then they also remade it into like a uh, drama on HBO. So there's a hawk story. No, there's an owl story in that where one of the theories behind Owls why this mean. person got killed because they, they, I mean, the person, the whole story was that the guy pushed her down the stairs and killed her is what people thought would happened. But one of the theories that came out was that she went outside to change out her uh, Christmas ornaments and a hawk attacked her. So can happen. See? Sorry, owl like, attacked. Like an owl. I survived. Hawk, owl, eagle. Condor, jeez, what a what an osprey, any bird of prey, anything anything that could turn going out to up. nature and just say I'm going to bring a, like a net or something, something like fishing net or something, yeah, just try to knock it out of the air. It's just keep your head on a swivel for you the just hawks. bring the oh, uh, the pool net to clean. Just have that with you. Just like the, the telescopic pole, yep. just could swing it over my head. Why is this guy hiking with this? I, I like to create a perimeter. <laughs> I. I I don't want anything closing in on me. Uh, one of the great unsung sports people in this town is about to do it all over again. That's coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.